Here we are. Um, this is New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufal. We're glad you could join us today. Um, we are located in the beautiful city of Wahpeton, North Dakota. Um, if you want our exact address, we're at 1021 South Center Street on the beautiful side of Wahpeton. And uh, praise God, Wahpeton is on the border of Minnesota. And uh, Breckenridge is just across the river from us, Breckenridge, Minnesota. And that's a pretty place, too. And so God has put us in one of the nicest places you've ever wanted to see. And um, um, yeah, keep the comments coming. All right, so <laughs> praise the Lord. This morning, I want to talk, and I'm Pastor David Kufal for the new people who are joining us today. Um, we're having communion today. That's why the table is there. And, um, but uh, I want to talk to us about delighting ourselves. I want you to delight yourself in the Lord. Um, ever since the election, I've had run into too many people who are so down, so discouraged. It's just true. But you know what? We need to rise above it. We need to rise above the politics. We need to rise above all these things. I was, I was listening to Perry Stone on uh, yesterday, yesterday in fact, and um, finishing up some teaching he had um, on a particular program, and he had a vision, and so, and he heard his father calling to him. Now his father's been in heaven, but this is a vision, and his father wasn't there because he's in heaven, but he heard his father's voice, God uses, and he told him, son, preach above it. Preach above it. And I'll tell you what, we need to get above all this stuff. The gates of hell shall not prevail against God's church. Amen. And we're going to be moving forward in Jesus Christ. And if we would delight ourselves in the Lord, we would get our eyes off of all this nonsense. Nonsense. Most of it is nonsense. And the thing is, the devil wants us to keep our eyes on the nonsense so we don't get people saved. Listen, the whole point of Jesus coming and dying on the cross is so that sinners can be saved. You know, if we're going to delight ourselves in the Lord, we're going to delight ourselves in doing what the Father wants us to do. What is that? Get sinners saved. Tell them about Jesus. Oh, my word. Um, we could have sung the song. We didn't do it today. I, we could have sung the song. I love to tell the story. What happened to, the, to us Pentecostals not loving to tell the story about Jesus. Now, you know you ladies are having this wonderful, um, in March, um, retreat here at New Life. We're going we're gonna to have a terrific retreat here at New Life. It's going to be on March 21st. Um, what time? Four o'clock. Um, if you would like to attend our retreat, you need to get in on the early bird special. If you come in through the door that day, you're gonna, it's going to cost $35. But if you get in on the early bird special, it's going to be just $25. Think about that, a $10 savings. So contact the office. Um, con well, do this. Put a, a note right there on Facebook. Say, I'm interested in coming. Better yet, um, the best way to do it is click on our website, send us an email, and Corey will get you the information. She can even 
text it to you. That's why I'm saying email her. She could text it to you. You get the information back to her. And guess what? You could be registered for it. We just got to get your money. <laughs> but um, $25. And that's a good deal. You know, $10 savings. Anytime we can save money, that's a good deal. And uh, we're uh, bringing in two um, wonderful ladies, um, Sanja um, Kemp. And I can't think of the other lady's name right now because I have nothing in front of me. Wait a second, I do. Um, Sanja Kemp. I sh should be preaching here, but I just want to get you excited, ladies. Um, this is for the women. You know, maybe we, we guys will do something one of these days. Um, let's see. Who's the other person? Oh, it's not in my bulletin. I'm sorry, folks. So you're just going to have to say, it's Sanja Kemp and a wonderful lady. And so, um, it, because of the coronavirus, we couldn't have our one big retreat. And so what we're doing is we're doing this all around our region. So we're doing it here in Wapaden and in Lemon, South Dakota, and then up in Minot, North Dakota. And so, um, really cool. And somehow they're going to get to Montana too, but we have no idea when that one's going to happen. And so, um, praise the Lord. Anyway, delight yourself in the Lord. I'm telling you, you come for the ladies, you come for um, this ladies' conference, you will be delighted. I promise you that. And so um, I know we're going to be busy here getting things set up for it, and it's going to be a wonderful time. All right, now get back into the word of the Lord here. Delight yourself in the Lord. Don't be discouraged. And let me tell you, the number one reason why you shouldn't be discouraged is on the title page right there. Jesus is still on the throne. Come on. When did he abdicate? When did he quit? Right? We had a change in presidency, but we didn't have a change in king. Jesus still is the king of king and lord of lords. Right? He's our king. We are citizens of heaven if we are children of God. If we are saved, we are citizens of heaven. Are we not? Well, so then why don't we delight yourself in the Lord and don't be discouraged? Psalm, um, Psalm 40 and verse 8. Psalm chapter 40 and verse 8 says, I, de I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is written in my heart. How did you get it written in your heart? You started, mem you started reading this and you started memorizing the word. I, I want to encourage you to start memorizing the word. Get the word in you. Folks, persecution of the church could come to America. It's happening all around the world. And the only Bibles a lot of our Christian brothers and sisters have is the one that's in their heart, that's written on their heart because they memorized the Holy Scriptures. I just saw a thing on, on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook that in China, the government is sending officials into, the, into their public schools, and they're asking the children, how many of your parents are Christians? And the kids raise their hands because they're not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the government officials show up at their parents' house, and their parents are carted off to, to camps for re-education. Now think of it. <laughs> I, I like what Perry Stone said about these politicians. They think they can outlaw Christianity. He says, I laugh at them. 
<laughs> They've been trying to do that for 2,000 years and it hasn't worked yet. In fact, every time they persecute the church, guess what? The church grows. And, and, and it's frustrating the Chinese government because the church keeps on growing there. And it's growing in Iran where if they find out you converted to Christianity, they'll chop your head off. Huh, you, you better know who you're accepting as your savior in that country. There is no just easy church over there. There is no just, let's have fun church. Let, let's just have our ears tickled church. They mean business over there because they can, by asking Jesus into their hearts, they're signing their death warrant. But isn't that what Paul says? I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now, doesn't that make you feel good to hear that? Amen? My word. What did, you, what did Paul say? For me to live is Christ, and to die is what? Gain. What's the worst that they can do to you? They can send you to heaven sooner than you thought. Come on. Is there a problem with going to heaven? I mean, that's where we all want to be. My word. Why do you think we worship the way we do? Because we want a little touch of heaven. Why do we want to get Jesus in our heart? Because we want to go to heaven and live there eternally and have our sins forgiven and to be able to live for Him. Come on. Can we get excited in this place? If you're excited there at home listening on Facebook Live, hey, push that thumbs up, the heart button, whatever. If I'm making you laugh, send up the laugh when I don't care. Show us you're alive out there. Come on. Participate. At least on Facebook, you can't do that on YouTube, I don't think, can you? Oh, you can do that on YouTube, but what if they're watching on TV? And can they do it on their smart TVs? Maybe they can, I don't know. <laughs> I got a smart TV, but it's smarter than me. I haven't figured that one out. <laughs> what, is, what does Paul say over in... Um, now, now, here it says, I will delight, in Romans 40, verse 8, it says, I will delight to do your will. Are we delighting into doing God's will? You know, that's how you can delight. That's how you can feel good is by doing God's will. If God's called you to do something, do it. If God's told you to listen to kids memorize verses uh, in Awana, do it. Well, how hard is that? You just sit there and listen to them memorize. My word. That, that's the easiest part of Carol's job is getting them to sit there and listening to them memorize. The harder part of her job is getting them to sit there. <laughs> God, God allowed uh, Donna G to be able to stay and, and, and work with Carol. And so she had, so Carol could work with two kids and she could work with kid, two kids and it made Carol's life. She walked out of that room just feeling good because she's got two kids who like to compete with each other. I wonder who those are. Anyway, but, but the delight in doing the will of God. Come on. That should make you feel good. You know why some of us are feeling rotten and are depressed? Because we haven't been busy doing the will of God in our lives. Come on. Oh, I like this new, our new pulpit. I don't feel like I got a bunch of stuff in front of me. I can't move too far. So I like having this. It's the other... I like our other pulpit, but I like being able to move around. Having to be a streaming pastor. Um, you know, you, you're only limited to what you have. 
Now, if you folks at home are getting fed, how about sending some money in so we can get better and help us out by getting us new cameras? And then we can look even better on your screens. Wouldn't that be nice? We'd like to look better on your screens. I wouldn't look so terrifying on your screen right now. I don't think I, uh, anyway, I'm being silly now. Paul says, not only delight in God's will, but delight in God's word. It's right, isn't I, don't I have them side by side? Oh yes, I do. I do, I do. Romans um, 7.22 says, see, that's why we want better cameras, because we like to put some of this stuff on the, on the bottom of the screen for you. See, then you'd have the scriptures right there. The light in God's word is what Paul talks about. Romans 7.22 says, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Wow. How do we delight in God's word? Well, first you've got to pick up the book and crack it open. Then you've got to read it. I know Timey's been going through some schooling. He's... Uh, getting ready to um, ministry. And she's already been doing ministry at our church for a long time, but now she's officially um, getting ready to be able to be an official minister. Well, she's in, a, in God's eyes, she's already an official minister. And uh, because she does so much, she loves working with kids and teens, and so that's where she wants to be, so she wanted to get better training. Well, she's, got a, she's having to crack this book open more and more, and more. But you know what happens when you crack this book open and you start reading, you, all of a sudden you get delight in your life because you're, you feel better in your life because you're reading God's Word and you're delighting in the Word of God. In the inward man. Isn't that what it says? You see, we got to build up the inward man. Too many times, oh my word, get some Nutrisystem and lose weight. 18 pounds in the first month. Oh. And then, then you got to get Nugenics. Yes, pop some pills in your mouth for Nugenics and feel young again. Oh. Man, I got, I got so many friends who keep on putting out their, their time and their, uh, on the treadmill and how much weight they lost. And I go, yes, good for you. Hallelujah. I've lost weight too, but I haven't been bragging about it. My word. Bodie's now seven years old, so seven years ago, man, I was over 300 pounds. You know, I just asked God's help to lose it. And uh, he has helped, and he's helped sustain, and uh, to get me down to where I'm at now, and I'm going, praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! But you know what we need to build up more than the outward appearance? The inward man. We need to start doing spiritual calisthenics by praying to the Lord, talking to the Lord, reading His Word, getting us strong in our faith. Paul says, work out your faith in fear and trembling. And then Isaiah doesn't pull any punches. Isaiah 55, 2 and 3, Isaiah tells us, let me get there. Now, I don't want to be in Joel. I went past it. Went right past it. Isaiah 55, 2 and 3. He says, 
Will you stop worrying and delight in God? There's an old song that we used to sing in church for specials. Why do we worry? Why? Our Savior paid it all. There's another old song. He paid it all. All to him I owe. In fact, I, w- I was singing an old song this morning, getting ready for church, and I'm thinking, boy, that has a better beat than some of the songs we've been singing. No, I'm not going to. Anyway, I'm not going to start singing to you. But Isaiah 55, 2 and 3 says, Why do you spend money for what is not bread? Hmm. And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. That's why some of us gain weight. We don't eat what is good. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Why do you worry so much? And then why do you waste your money on things that don't really matter? That are here one day and gone the next. Bodhi asked for something. Oh, well, it's only a amount of money. I don't care. But Dad, I don't want to spend my money on something like that when it can go for better use. What good is that? Jesus asked, what good is it if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Right? Now, there's nothing wrong with spending money on some clothes so you don't run around naked. <laughs> but if you waste your money on clothing and you're not taking God, care of God's work, well, then that's a different story. But if you, it's like somebody said this morning in Sunday school, well, I wasn't worried about it because I got all my bills paid. Got all my bills paid, and then I was able to go ahead and I saw something I liked, I went ahead and bought it. Because my bills were all paid. But if you're going ahead and spending your money on stuff and your bills aren't getting paid and you expect somebody else to pay them, well, then no wonder you're worried and fretting. And, and, and things seem to be unraveling. Why? But Isaiah says, stop worrying and delight in God, and you'll have abundance. We've been promised, we've been promised in Matthew 16 that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Matthew 16. We'll be here for a little bit. And, and verse 13. And we're going to start out with a question that we still need to answer. That people still need to answer. Verse 13 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Hmm. Who do... And they said... Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, 
or one of the prophets? This question still needs to be answered. Well, we got people running around saying, oh, Jesus, oh, I know that Jesus. He was just a good man. We got other people running around, oh, that Jesus, he was just a good prophet. We got other people running around, oh, Jesus, he was a good teacher. And then you got those, 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 those uh, freedom from religion folks. Oh, that guy in the sky that doesn't exist. They, you know, they, even, they don't even acknowledge that he was a historical figure that actually walked the earth. Okay, atheist, can I tell you something? When you start denying people who actually lived, there's something wrong with your thinking. So maybe we should start saying that you don't exist. No, that wouldn't work either because that'd just be stupid. Hello? But I see that all the time now on Facebook. <laughs> Jesus did walk on this earth, and there's plenty of evidence he did. He did die on the cross, and there's plenty of evidence that he did. And he did rise from the dead, and there's plenty of evidence outside of the Bible that he did. How do I know that Jesus lives? Most of what we believe we have to accept by faith. But how do I know that Jesus lives? It's because he lives within my heart. And you can't tell me he does not. Because I have met him. I have talked to him. I have read his words to me. Well, the correct answer we find right here in verse 15. Verse 15 said, and he said, um, Jesus says to them, Who do you say that I am? Now he gets pointed. He looks at his followers. He looks at Peter, James, John, and the rest. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Woo! He got it right. He won Jeopardy that day. Oh, I know, he was supposed to put in a former question, but no, he won. He got the right answer. He knew who Jesus was. Jesus said to him, verse 17, Blessed are you, son, Simon Bar-Jonah. Well, there's his last, there's, there's, there's uh, Peter and Andrew's last name, Bar-Jonah. Bodhi was asking me the other day, and it's Bar-Jonah, son of you know, all these Scandinavians in my church, you know, they might be Johnsons or Swenson or whatever, you know. Um, the Jews just put the son in front of the name. So Bar means son of, okay? Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You see, this is the thing we need to remind ourselves of when we go ahead and we're telling people about Jesus Christ. And we're asking them questions about Jesus Christ because we're witnessing to them. It is the Father, it is the Holy Spirit that draws them to Christ to salvation. We just have to be the avenue that God uses to tell them about Jesus. And we are the ones that need to ask, would you like to have Jesus in your heart? But the Holy Spirit does the hard work because He reveals the truth to their hearts. Why do we think that we have to do all the hard work? We don't. Come on. 
You see, folks, you see, Christians, we have been given the keys. When I was growing up as a Lutheran, um, part of our confirmation was learning about the keys. Key, first time I heard that, keys, what are you talking about? But God gives us keys to the kingdom. Do you remember the time you got the, your, your keys, your parents gave you, the first time your parents gave you the key to the house? Huh? I, I, I remember as a kid finally getting a key to the house. That was something special. You know, because if mom wasn't home when we got home from school, we had to wait outside in the cold. I, I remember, because I grew up in the city, you couldn't leave the house unlocked like some of you who grew up in the country. You know, and so when I finally got a key to the house, oh, that was great. I didn't have to worry about having to be outdoors anymore in the cold if she wasn't home. Here's a bit, better one. Do you remember when you got the keys to the car? Oh, that was, that was so much better than getting a key to the house. Oh, man, the car meant freedom. I feel sorry for the kids today. They, uh, you know, there's something wrong with dads who don't make sure their kids get, well, you know what, that's the problem. Dads aren't there. That's the problem. That's the big problem. And we as the church, we should go ahead and help these single moms out with their kids. And do the scary job. Teach your kids how to drive. <laughs> Every sitcom today all has an episode sometime along teaching their kid how to drive, don't they? My, oh my, and we look at them saying, well, ne we, never, we never drove like that. <laughs> so, but getting the keys to the car, that meant freedom. Jesus says in verse 18, Verse 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Now, my friends, this, conf this confession is the rock. It's not Peter. Peter's name might have been changed to the rock. Um, that's what Peter means, the rock. But it's the confession that Peter said. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is the rock that Jesus would build his church on. It's that confession that gets people saved, understanding who Jesus truly is. Peter himself, the human being, was not the rock that Jesus was founding the church on. It was what came out of Peter's mouth that Jesus was founding the church on, saying this is a sure foundation. Why? Because everyone here who is saved today had to make a confession, a great confession of who Jesus is and ask him to come into their heart. He is. He is the foundation. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the sure, sure one that we can have faith in. My word. Jesus never fails. Jesus never sinned. Peter didn't die for our sins. It was Jesus who died for our sins. It was Jesus who rose from the dead. And even Peter had to put his faith in Jesus Christ as well to get saved. Come on. Can you say amen to that? We have a firm foundation. 
and it's Jesus Christ our Lord. He is our rock. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. In verse 24 and 25. Jesus is teaching here. This is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is teaching here. Therefore, who, who, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, <clears throat> and it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. When you have your life founded on Jesus Christ, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, when those storms come, you will stand. And when the church puts its faith in, in Jesus Christ and the message of the cross, when the storms comes, the church will stand. Jesus just said um, in our other passage, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. If the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church, why are we worried about what Washington is doing so much? Oh, my word. Yes, it looks like we're losing freedoms of of, of speech in our country. Because if you don't have the right speech, big tech will ban you. And if you don't have the right speech, you can get yourself in trouble. But let me tell you something. I will not deny Jesus Christ. I will not deny what's written in His Word because He is the rock of my salvation and I will stand upon that rock and He will keep me standing firm no matter what the world may do. <clears throat> because when the storms come, when the storms come, we'll stand. And the church will stand. What did Jesus say in verse 26? This is, goes to prove my point. If you don't have your faith in Jesus Christ, or the church doesn't go, the church is compromised, and it's taken, putting its faith in other things than Jesus Christ, look what verse 26 says. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and what? And does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. <coughs> no, that's not a good idea, is it? And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. My friends, anything else that we go ahead and we look at outside of the cross of Jesus Christ, outside of the Word of God, is like building our foundation on sand. When we go ahead and we compromise with the world, when we start letting the culture influence the church instead of the church influencing the culture, it is like we are building upon sand. I'd rather build on the rock because I'll tell you what, tough times are going to come, aren't they? aren't they? I mean, just think about it. Just think about your own life lately. We've gone through a tough time this year, or this last year, and still going, with the coronavirus. 
But because of Jesus Christ, we stand. And because of Jesus Christ, we know we have faith and hope to believe. I don't know anybody in our church at New Life who's been fearful of the coronavirus. We've been affected by the coronavirus. I've had it. It's hit our, one of our families really hard. We lost somebody we all loved because of it. But we have not lost our faith. We have not allowed fear to reign in our lives. And God is still on His throne. And He's gotten us through because firm is our foundation who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, there's another good song for you. Build on the rock. Make sure you make Jesus your Savior. Come on. Make sure you're going to a church that preaches the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, we, we know people that we wonder, why are you in the church you're in? We, we, we don't put them down. We don't attack them. Why? Because we're Christians and we love them. And Christians are supposed to love one another. And we're supposed to build each other up in our faith. We're supposed to help one another. But we're not supposed to be... You know, the problem with Donald Trump, he put too many people down. God's grace didn't get built up enough in his heart. That was the problem with Donald Trump. You know, he's more popular now since they took his phone away from him than ever time before. He still has his phone to call his people and email and all that stuff. But I'm talking about his Twitter. We have a, you know, his populator, popularity is higher than it's ever been because he can't tweet? Meaning he's not insulting people that he's mad at? I pray that the Lord, when he lost, would do a work in his life and show him. And whatever he needed to do for, the pre for President Trump, he would do to let that grace of God build in him so that when we hear from him again, we could see what a difference that Christ makes in his life. And, and here's another thing. I'm praying for President Biden that Jesus would get a hold of his life. Really hold of his life. And Vice President Harris too. I'm glad that God put Vice President Pence in President Trump's life because he was such a great Christian. I'm praying that some great Christians would come into Vice President Harris's life and her family and, and President Biden's family and influence them too. What, I would just love to see that happen for them. We're supposed to be praying for our president. We're supposed to be caring. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Oh, we might, I'm supposed to, I might not appreciate his pen, but I'm supposed to pray for him. Amen? Just like we were all supposed to pray for Donald Trump, and just like we were all supposed to pray for President Obama, and Bush, and Clinton, and if I keep going, I'll name all the presidents, and then you'll know how old I am. <laughs> so I'll stop there. But make sure you're going to a church that preaches the message of the cross, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the last thing, to make sure you're delighting yourself in the Lord. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you go to a church that, that the, the message of the crosses are focused, I'll tell you a little secret. You, you end up acting like a real family. 
And once in a while, you even squabble with each other. But you start acting like a real family, and you end up hugging each other and loving on each other. And you find your delight is in the Lord. But if you really want to be delighting in the Lord, focus on getting people saved. Hell, you could do it too. I think we're going to find the most popular corner in Wapiton or Breckenridge and put you on a park bench there. <laughs> and then little people will come up to you and say, Sir, are you okay? Hey, we'll, we'll just let him dress like he normally dresses. <laughs> Sir, are you... You've you got to understand, Hal's at the age, he's had to work hard all his life. Now he just wants to be comfortable. And they go, and sir, are you okay? And he'll go, of course I'm okay. Um, can I get you something? No, but I got something I can give for you. You get something for me? Yeah, I want to tell you about my Jesus. You know, it'd be kind of nice because then he doesn't have to walk around and go trying to find people. <laughs> because he can get them to come to him. And, and if, you, if you take time to get to know hell, it's the most wonderful time. Time will just fly by and you'll just enjoy being around hell. And uh, then Timey could be gone and doing stuff and she wouldn't be worried about what her dad's doing at home because he's sitting on a park bench someplace. <sighs> no, Carol, he won't be feeding the squirrels. <laughs> but let's focus on getting people saved in 2021. Let's focus on telling them about our Jesus. Let's stop worrying and getting discouraged. Because let me tell you something. The more that's happening in this world that is, that, that is fulfilling prophecy, the closer Jesus is to coming. There's so much that's happening right now that's fulfilling God's word in prophecy. And we're getting closer and closer. We're seeing the birth pains happening in this world. Can I tell you something? Jesus said, in the last days, I know this is, I was just going to close and let you guys go, but you're going to want to hear this. I got this from Perry Stone the, too yesterday. In the last days, it'd be like the days of what? Noah. What happened in the days of Noah? There's only two times in the world's history this has happened. Only two times in the world's history that this has happened. Where there was a worldwide shutdown. It happened in the day of Noah. And it happened with coronavirus. It affected the whole world, and the whole world shut down. With Noah, they were stuck. They couldn't leave their house, in this case, their houseboat. For everybody in the world, we were told, except for those essential workers, you cannot leave home. Noah was 120 days in the ark. It's getting close for us now with coronavirus. It'll be probably March. Probably be sometime in March. Do you see the parallel? It doesn't have to be an exact parallel, but he says when it'll be just like in the days of Noah. And we're still having what happening. People are still giving birth. People are still getting married. People are still eating and drinking. People are still falling in love, just like in the days of Noah. And every imagination that they had, they did. Well, we have Hollywood. We have technology. If you can thunk it, think it, 
right? You can make it happen on screen. We were seeing, we were seeing a great actor from Jurassic Park yesterday. We saw him in an interview. He says, I went ahead uh, and um, he went on the talk show the first time to talk about Jurassic Park and he had no idea. He says, all I know is I showed up, I said my lines and I looked up a lot because there was no dinosaurs there. What do they do? After he's looking up like this and going, ooh, and, oh, and all this stuff and the things he did, and, ah, run away, run away. There's nothing there. They put it all on the screen and we think that there was dinosaurs that he was looking at. Right? And if you don't think that's the first time that's happened, everybody here who watched My Three Sons, the kids hardly acted with Fred McMurray. When they did their lines, they talked to a mop head because Fred was too busy doing other work, movies. And he'd just come in, do his lines, and leave. And the kids were talking to a mop head. But everybody thought that Fred was there. The magic of television. Right? So don't tell me that these aren't like the days of Noah. They might not be exact because God said he was going to flood the earth again. That's what the rainbow is all about, folks. It's God's promise he won't flood the earth again. Well, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, um, gone ahead and asked Jesus into your heart, what are you waiting for? Get your heart right with Jesus before it's too late. He's coming again and the rapture can happen anytime. What's the rapture, you ask? Well, everybody who believes, every Christian who believes, Jesus is going to come in the clouds. This is not his second coming. This is his coming in the clouds. The day of the Gentiles will be over with. That means the church age. And God will be dealing with just the Jews again. And all of a sudden we'll hear two trumpet sounds. And the angels are going to sneak up from behind us and grab a hold of us and take us swooping through the air. That's the description in Matthew 24. Is the angels actually catch us up. And so that's Matthew 24. Uh, now, if we just go, vroom, God can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to use angels. We can just go whooping through the air. You might leave your sneakers behind. So what? You're going to get a brand new body. You won't need your, your old smelly shoes. And so we're going to go swooping through the air. We're going to meet Jesus in the clouds. And um, then one day we're coming back with Jesus for the second coming. And we're all going to be coming back riding white horses. And these are flying horses. I mean, the world has never seen this before. And we're going to be riding flying horses, and we're going to come back. And Jesus is going to walk into Jerusalem as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the Jewish people are going to accept Jesus as their Messiah and escort him in. And there will be, you think Palm Sunday was something? Palm Sunday, they might have been saying, Hosanna to, to the King of, you know, to, to David, to the Son of David. But you know, this time, they're going to actually know who Jesus is. They weren't sure. But this time, what a celebration that's going to be. Amen. Oh, my word. And we get to see it, and we're going to be joining in on it. Ooh, glory. How, oh, I almost, almost said, uh, almost said uh, like uh, Andy Griffith. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> and uh, what a day that will be when our Jesus we do see. Make sure you're ready. All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me, and I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you, Jesus, that heaven is now my home. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Just pray a prayer like that, and you will be saved. And then 
share it with others. Let people know you asked Jesus in your heart today. And do this for us. Hey, why don't you say in the comments there, I asked Jesus in my heart today. Or even better yet, go to our website and send, send me an email saying, oh, thank you, Pastor. I asked Jesus in my heart today. This is wonderful because we want to wish you a happy new birth. Amen? Well, God bless you. This is Pastor David Kufal. This is New Life. And we're located in Wapiton, North Dakota at 1021 South Center Street. We would love to have you come and join us in person. God bless for now. We'll see you around the bend. Oops, I grabbed that for the overseer. <laughs>